There's a reason to talk with Chris Reason. On today's episode, I discuss the world of professional wrestling. My thoughts, ideas, and other things that are currently happening in this realm we call sports entertainment. Before we get into today's episode, let's hear from our sponsor. Do you need that boost of energy? Are you going to the gym trying to wake up for work? Or are you even trying to get in some serious hours of gaming in? Well, I have your answer. That's Dubby Energy. Get your journalist fix of energy boost, the Galaxy Grenade and multiple other flavors today using the promo code CRN10 to get 10% off your order today. Visit www.w.gg slash discount slash CRN10. That's D-U-B-B-Y slash dot G-G slash discount slash CRN10. Now, AEW just had Forbidden Door, so I'm going to discuss some of that and the future stuff I want to see. Um... I'm going to tell you right off, I have stopped watching WWE. I barely watch full episodes of wrestling anymore, unless there's something on there that I know I want to fucking go out of my way and see. Um, There's a lot of shit on there, too, like uh, highlights-wise that I just watch instead. Like, I don't know who the hell is in NXT. I don't even know who's in WWE. Hell, I barely knew half the fucking cast or the roster that they put in to 2K22. But I'm still playing it and making fucking content. Um, But let's get into... Uh, the crossover event of AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door. Now, these matches are not in no particular order. Uh, I'm not discussing the buy-in for this uh, event, but it was pretty decent, but it could have been better. Um, Let's talk about it. Uh, The trios, wait, is that, yeah, trios match of Chris Jericho, Minoru Suzuki, uh, and Sammy Guevara, Versus Eddie Kingston, Willie Yuta, and Shado, or, yeah, Shado Umuno. I'm sorry in advance if I'm butchering these fucking names. Winning team will get the man advantage, main advantage of at Blood and Guts uh, Wednesday, which is tonight. Uh, Jericho, Guevara, and Suzuki came out with the win, giving the Jericho Appreciation Society the advantage of Blood and Guts. This match was a brawl and was complete chaos. The good kind of chaos. Like, it, it wasn't a perfect match by any means, but it's fucking entertaining, and I'm not going to give it, like, a fucking bad rating. Um, Eddie, the spot between Eddie Kingston and Minero Suzuki was pretty cool, where Suzuki wasn't selling any of Eddie Kingston's chops, and then when Suzuki got tagged in, Eddie Kingston put down his uh, the straps to bare his chest to see, like, we're going to fucking brawl right here. You take my shot, I'll take your shot, we'll fucking go. Um... But yeah, like I said, Jericho, uh, Guevara, Suzuki came out with the win, giving them the advantage uh, for Blood and Guts. Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa for the AEW Women's Championship. A hard-hitting fucking match. Both going for chops. One of the best AEW Women's di- in the AMA, eight matches I've seen in the AEW Women's division in a while. Um, Thunder Rosa retained the AEW Women's Championship, which, in my opinion, I'm kind of glad that they just didn't push it off to Tony Storm and gave Thunder Rosa some more stuff, but it still was a fucking fantastic match. Some scary spots with the pile driver that was in there uh, with Thunder Rosa and whatnot, but it was still fucking a fantastic match. One thing I'm... I, I get that we didn't see because the card was full, but the one thing I'm trying to surprise that I, we didn't see in the buy-in at all was the TNT or the TBS championships in there at all. Um, I got it. You had NJPW in there but, uh, doing some stuff too. But the, no mentions. Nah, I'm surprised we didn't see anything. But whatever. Um, the triple threat 
tag team match for winner take all Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships and the IWGP Tag Team Champions on the line. FTR versus Cobb and the Great Khan versus Rupangi Vice. FTR came out with the win, becoming the IWGP Tag Team Champions, as well as retaining the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships, and still the AAA Tag Team Champions as well, which were not on the line because they didn't have anything to do with um, the pay-per-view, and there was some stuff they couldn't do with AAA, I guess, in this, contracted-wise. Um, Hardwood uh, from FTR... Uh, possibly, I believe he did receive an injury during this match. Um, so he's out. The, I feel like that was the big thing, that there was a lot of cards subject to change for the show because of injuries, people getting sick, um, and then injuries during the show. Um, FTR, I believe, are one of the, I guess you could say, a triple crown tag team champion from three different companies, not including WWE, but, I mean, holding them all at the same time, that's fucking fa- fantastic that they're able to do that. I like the the contract they have with AEW that they're able to do this stuff. Um, the Fatal 4-Way, Malachi Black versus Pac, Pac versus Miro versus Clark Connors. Clark Connors was a substitute for Tomohiro Ishii after a recent injury kept him from competing. Uh, I believe uh, Ishii could beat, it, uh, beat Connors to, in the tournament to originally face this, but then they because Ishii was injured, Connors replaced him. This is for the AEW All-Atlantic Championship. Um, pretty much, oh yeah, they uh, Pac and Malachi Black, them competing in each other is fantastic. Miro, uh, the crowd wasn't really for him, but it worked. Clark Connor spearing Miro on the uh, through a table during the match uh, showed the crowd like they're on the fucking that side, and they were good. Connor's got uh, Miro through the table. But the chemistry between Pac and Malachi Black alone was one of the best things you will see in AEW with uh, them fighting his opponents. Uh, Pac came out with the win with the All Atlantic Championship, being the crown the first ever All Atlantic Champion for AEW after hitting a 450 splash, I believe, onto Malachi. No, onto Miro. Wow, somebody. And then doing the Rings of Saturn. Um, I think they changed the name to Clark Connors and Connors tapping out. Um, my opinion right here. I feel like they shouldn't have brought the All-Atlantic Championship to AEW. I mean, they, they can. I mean, by all means, they're doing it, obviously. But what about AEW bringing a trios championship to mainstream United States North American television? Something you would never see in WWE, most likely. And something AEW could definitely pull out of their asses and make it good. And do it well. And I, you, you could see that a lot, too. Like, the AW Trios Championship, you could easily have Death Triangle. Um, anybody from Bullet Club slash the Undisputed Era. So, sorry. All the Undisputed Elite, Undisputed Era. It's fucking WWE. Um, the uh, fucking... Um, I forgot. The, the House of Black, you could have. I believe that's the name. Um, for Malachi Black and his group. Like, there's a lot of stables in... AEW, they could easily do a trios championship here and make something of it. Um, you're trying to push TBS championship and TNT. Might as well throw in a trios championship now that you have the All-Atlantic. Is that something we're going to see in AEW? Who knows? But it could be done in a mainstream TV series, TV show, brought to the United States television, something that a lot of times a lot of people in the U.S. haven't seen. 
all in all, though, the four and four way was good. Uh, I want to see how they're going to take the Atlantic All Atlantic Championship, and is it going to be another mid card belt? Well, it has to be a mid card belt because you got the AW World Heavyweight Championship as the main, but like as the TNT and TBS, where it's kind of just there, and the FTW Championship, which is not really a championship, but it is a fucking championship type of thing. But, who knows, they could bring more light to AEW with this championship, and then maybe down the line bring a trios belt. Bullet Club versus Dudes with Attitudes. The Young Bucks and El Fantasmo versus Sting, Darby Allen, and Shingo Taka, uh, Takahaji. I'm sorry again if I butcher that. Sting, at his age, taking big-ass bumps from dives, is scary and fucking amazing at the same time. He's truly a legend. Also, the fact that there was a freaking article when he first came that he's like, don't see back him to compete at his age, and he's fucking doing all this crazy-ass shit at his age. <laughs> fucking Sting is immortal. Um, no pun intended. And, like, literally, like, holy crap, let's get that going. Uh, Young Bucks being able to throw Darby Allen around like it was nothing since they were the bigger competitors in this match compared to Darby Allen, because Young Bucks aren't that big of a competitors in that sense, but Darby Allen being the smaller and they could use that to their advantage was actually pretty cool seeing. Dudes with Attitudes got the victory in this match, and uh, hopefully to see more uh, with this work. Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy for the IWGP United States Championship. This match, including myself, everyone thought to be a comedy match, but turned out to be a spectacle of the ages. Fucking Will Ospreay, to begin with, is one of the best fucking wrestlers out there, both te uh, like technically and like whatever you want to say it, and just can put on fucking shows. And it's clear that he can. Both men in this match showed what they can do, and possibly I would see a rematch, maybe on the New Japan side, um to come see more of what they can do. They thought Orange Cassidy was going to pull out the basics, but he fucking worked in this match. Orange Cassidy probably working almost as hard as when he fought Pac in his previous battles, sorry, Pac in his previous battles, um, and doing it that way. Like, he showed some work. Will Ospreay came out with the win, uh, retaining the United, uh, IWGP United States Championship with having Juice Robinson in the crowd, even though he's not even the champion, but he stole the belt, if you're watching any NJPW stuff. And it's just fantastic. This has to be the match of the night that people weren't expecting to be so fucking good. And you, you damn well know it is good. This is a well match. I eat plus out of my fucking book. And we weren't expecting that. You damn well weren't expecting that. One of the matches I was waiting to see, because I kind of figured this was going to happen, I had some people talk to me about the mystery opponent that Zack Sabre Jr. was going to fight since Brian Danielson was injured um, and his mystery opponent in there. So I'm going to tell you right now, I had two people, uh, two thoughts and of discussion with people that I thought was going to be here. Claudio Castagnoli, a.k.a. formerly Cesaro, or Johnny Gargano. My opinion, I, it definitely wasn't going to be Johnny Gargano because I feel like he just left not that long ago, and who knows if he still has a 90-day no-compete. I'm not 100% sure when he left, but I wasn't seeing that. But Claudio fucking Cactanoli, if you watch any of his independent stuff, sorry, sorry, just before WWE tenure, you would have known that WWE was not, well, WWE does this a lot of people, WWE was not using his entire moveset, entire abilities to this shit, and it shows in this fucking match against Zack Sabre Jr. Claudio started off running this at Sabre with a huge uppercut followed by a neutralizer, but was able to get, wasn't able to get the win um, just from that, doing the neutralizer. I'm thinking they're doing, like, the same thing that almost, 
um, kind of what to do with Mox when he first debuted and the, that the uh, his finisher wasn't the same because of like the one in WWE, but Claudio showing that he isn't using the neutralizer. His neutralizer wasn't really. A, I mean, it wasn't his moveset, but it wasn't a finisher. And that could have been a false finish. And maybe that showed that WWE chose for him wasn't a finish for him anymore. Maybe that's my opinion. But it obviously was a false finish in that sense because we're used to him using the neutralizer as a finisher. Uh, Claudio being in AEW gives me the reason to believe that they are going to use him to his full abilities on like the, how WWE treated him. The, yeah, people are pissed off. Oh, you got another WWE guy. Somebody, who cares? People need a job. I want to see good fucking wrestling. I want to see good fucking wrestling between... People that were in WWE, people that were in TNA, now Impact, people in Ring of Honor, anywhere. I just want to see good fucking wrestling. Is that hard to ask? I love wrestling. I'm a fan. I don't give a shit. Where are you from? And it's just hilarious in that sense. Now, this match uh, was good. As good as the... Uh, probably even better. But it was good as the Cassidy vs. Osprey. Was good... Uh, compared to the Storm or uh, versus Rosa, but it had to have been better. Going from respectable fight to a creative spot fest to a technical clinic is a great way to keep the crowd interested because they are so, all such different kinds of performances. And Claudio has fought some fucking shit. If you ever get a chance, look up Claudio Castagnoli uh, Cesaro versus Mike Quackenbush, who trained him just uh, when he first started in a fucking fight. Uh, if, if I can remember the name of the show... Uh, we even have Bryce uh, Remsburg, the referee, in that as a referee, too. It's a fantastic fucking fight match between the two. And you could see the fucking full-on skills of damn Claudio Castagnoli. Are we going to see more with him? I'm fucking hoping so, because this guy is a beast. He can do shit. The Jason Statham lookalike can do shit. Get in that joke in there. Uh, but Claudio Castagnoli came out with the win using his patented... I don't know if it's patented, but Ricola Bomb, the arm uh, stretch, uh, what is it called? The um, straight jacket powerbomb type of thing where he crosses the arms into a powerbomb. And I believe that might be his new uh, his finisher. And the, the crowd was ecstatic when he got to do the freaking, um, what the big spin or whatever with uh, Zack Sabre Jr. But we'll keep going from there. I'm really hoping for more with Claudio Castagnoli. Jay White versus Hangman Adam Page versus Kazuchika uh, Okada. I probably butchered that too, so I apologize. And versus Adam Cole for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship in the Fatal 4-Way. The crowd was here for this one. And what I mean by that is that they were chanting, holy shit, before anything even happened while the competitors stood in the ring when it fucking started. Adam Cole and Adam Page have mastered the super kick counter to a moonswell spot, which in my opinion has been played out too much lately in the world of professional wrestling, both with Ricochet and... Adam Cole and some other people that have done it, like, um, or even the bro kick with Matt Riddle doing the moonsault and Matt, uh, bro kick, uh, getting bro kicked out of the air by, uh, Sheamus. Um, but other than that, you, it was fucking good. The Adams first fought each other, uh, and then Jay White and Okada fought each other. And then they figured out at the end with Jay White and Adam Cole being both members of a bullet club and friends that they're going to be fighting each other and have to get to it anyways. Um, Jay White came out with the win and retaining the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. I'm assuming they're probably not going to let him lose unless it was to Okada uh, for the belt. Um, and besides that, a doctor was checking out uh, checking out Adam Cole after the match and is to believe that Adam Cole has suffered an injury as well. So I wonder if there's a curse for Forbidden Door 
that with all the injuries and sickness going around. Now, the main event, John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Sorry if I butchered any of that as well. For the AEW World Heavyweight title um, or World Championship at the interim, AEW World title, because this match uh, came to be when CM Punk relinquished uh, it because of injury, which is probably some bullshit injury. Um, and he probably could have kept fighting or some shit. I don't know. Um, a great match, but not what we hoped to see from these two competitors. It started off slow, like your basic matches, collar, elbows, tie-ups, and all this shit. Um, seen stuff we've seen in millions of other matches. Um, could have been a lot better, but we knew it was going to be a hundred miles an hour at some point. Uh, just waiting, them taking it slow to work through it made sense. There was a good table spot that the crowd got over with, and then John Moxley came out victorious, winning the AW World Championship. And then they stood off and tried to show inside and respect, and then got attacked. Uh, and which the show ended with a huge brawl. Um, so that was the main event of the AW Forbidden NJP, NJPW for. Uh, AEW and JPW Forbidden Door. And we're going to see more, hopefully, to work with that. Now, here's my thoughts. A show that could possibly be done, unless they're contracted with WWE that they can't do anything, um, AEW crossing over with Impact Wrestling. And I'm saying that with WWE because they had the Mickey James thing with the Royal Rumble and stuff, so I don't know if they had some weird shit they had to work out with that. Um... But the one they definitely can pull off, since Tony Khan owns both of these fucking companies, AEW cross Ring of Honor. Now, that could be a hell of a show. And you could almost do, like, a champion versus champion shit and a lot of crap. Like, have John Moxley, the AEW world uh, champion, go against fucking Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe's a champion, I believe, right? Samoa Joe, or some shit like that, in this uh, ch- match. And you could easily get that going with that. That being said, are they going to show Ring of Honor wrestlers in the AW video game now that the, uh, Tony Khan owns both? That could be something we could see in the game. Uh, might, I'm hoping to see. Um, now, besides that, future matches. Just because I've he's in the company now and I want to see more shit with this. Um, but before we get into that, I want to see Jay White as the IWGP heavyweight, IWGP heavyweight champion against Chris Jericho. Willow Yuta or Claudio Castagnoli. Hell, Kenny Omega in there doing like a whole crossover at the Bullet Club and be like, fuck you guys type of shit and just face them, returning to face any of them. Um, Jay White facing any of those three I listed would be fucking fantastic. Now, the guy that I definitely want to see face a lot of fucking people in AEW is Claudio Castagnoli. Holy shit, could we have fucking matches of the years between Claudio Castagnoli and Brian Danielson? Claudio and Wheeler Yuta, Claudio fucking Samoa Joe, fucking Claudio and Sammy Guevara for fuck's sake, we could get those shit in. Hell, I want to see Claudio versus Chris Jericho. I want to see, I, I'm marking out here, I want to see Claudio versus CM Punk. I don't know how, they're probably going to make CM Punk win, but fucking Claudio could fucking pull that shit off and make that fucking look good. And I want to see Claudio... My biggest one is Claudio Castagnoli versus Brian Danielson. And then uh, Samoa Joe and then Wheeler Yuta. I would be love to fucking see that shit in AEW at some point. Or even an AEW crossover match with like the real Yuta stuff. As him being the ROH pure champion. 
I want to thank everybody listening to today's episode of A Reason to Talk with Chris Reason. AEW, what is next to happen in the world of professional wrestling? And we'll talk more about that later in future episodes. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. Uh, for more professional wrestling discussions and more, hit that follow button on Spotify, Amazon Music, and Apple Podcasts, podcasts to stay up to date for more uh, on future episodes of the podcast. Check out Chris Reason Network on YouTube for more content as well. Thanks for listening. Peace and fucking bacon grease. This is a reason to talk.